Hey everybody, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast with another Whiskey Short. I'm here with Scott. Hey everybody. And also joining us are our good friends, Marty and Rachel. Hello, Hi. how you doing? You last heard them on the Vermouth Cocktail episode. And uh, nice enough to come back and bring with them a pinhook straight bourbon whiskey. And Scott's going to tell you all about it. And we're going to have one of our famous Whiskey Tangent Quick Tastes today. Whiskey Short. That's right. Um, we were at a, weren't we at the lounge maybe? We were at the lounge we were talking about yeah. it. And then you at said, the yeah, yeah, then you the said lounge. you got it. I said, and we're like, oh, that sounds really cool. Make a pretty good quick taste. So when they came for the cocktail episode, we had Marty bring it with him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I have a short description, only two paragraphs, but it kind of explains everything about it. So here we go. Pinhook's Bourbon Vertical Series is a unique opportunity to follow a group of 1,350 barrels of bourbon sourced from MGP as they age from 4 to 12 years in order to experience the arc of flavors throughout its nine-year history. Every year, beginning with the inaugural four-year release in 2019, Pinhook has selected and will continue to select 150 barrels from this allotment, blending and proofing them together, aiming to create the most balanced expression of the whiskey at that age. For the 2020 five-year expression that we have here tonight, the additional year of aging has transformed the tropical fruit notes of the four-year edition into dark fruit flavors, and what had been a bright candy flavor is now rich and caramelized with hints of smoke starting to appear for the first time. So this is a bourbon. Its mass bill is 75% corn, 20.5% rye, and 4.5% malted barley. The proof is 104. The age is five years, as I said, bottled in 2020. The distiller is MGP. The blender bottler is Castle and Key Distillery in Frankfort, Kentucky. The price, MSRP, is like 55. Marty, what'd you get it for? Um, Probably about that. I think it was around 60 or so. Okay. And tell the story of how you got it. You went up to like Saratoga or? Yeah, yeah. Rachel and I went up to Saratoga Springs uh, in New York and uh, we're actually looking to retire up there. So okay. uh, we went out in town and uh, we found this nice little liquor store. You know, we're just perusing the bottles there and the owner came over and uh, Asked her, you know, for opinion, and she showed us this uh, vertical, so we decided to get it. Yeah, it's a really cool concept. So we'll be able to get one of these every year. We talk a lot about on the podcast about how, like, if it's a young whiskey, we're like, you know, if this was just aged one more year, what it would taste like. And now we can do it with this particular expression. Right. It's the same mash bill aging gradually every year. So next yeah. year they'll do six year, then all, and finally Seven. nine year will be the last one. Well, um, actually, it'll be nine years plus four, so like thirteen, because yeah, they started at the four year. Well, wait, how? You're right, but. I'm confused. <laughs> uh, so they just started this last year. This is the second year they're doing it. Yep. 2019, they started. Uh, and this is the 2020. Yeah. 2020. So I it'll got go you. to what? 2027? Right. Oh my God. If it's you, crazy. Hope I live long enough to get the last bottle. <laughs> I gotta, I, I, it's another motivation to start like that's getting right. some walking in. That's right. Now you, you know, have a reason. <laughs> I have a reason. Pinhook has given me a reason to live. I want to live. This is the perfect bourbon for me. It's a high corn. Yeah. It doesn't find its way on the podcast a lot with Scott, the gatekeeper of rye. No. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's not true. <laughs> it's in it. The look he gave me. Did you guys see that? Crickets. It's so funny. Even when I get a bourbon, it's like, all right, this is 51% corn, 48% rye. So anyway. Now uh, you have issued a challenge. I'm going to go back to every single bourbon that we did and do this mash bill, and I'm going to come up with a number. You want to do the overall mash bill of the podcast for the first two plus years? Oh, that would be amazing. Would it be a bourbon or a rye? Well, the problem is those proprietary bastards that uh, will tell us, true. that'll that's throw true. us off. It'll always give us a gray area to argue. That's true. All right. So let's. All right. Yeah. Back to the Pinnock, five years. Yes. Hopefully, I'll be around for number 12. Mm. But if not, hopefully, the children of the earth <laughs> will celebrate in my name 2028. We'll celebrate for you in your honor. 
Right. You'll drive up to Buckfuck, New York, or wherever they're retired to, and <laughs> drink a pinhook for me. I think it was Saratoga. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I mean, the proof, you can definitely smell the proof, 104. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, vanilla. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, typical bourbon smells. Yeah. Um, corn oak, a little burnt sugar, maybe. A little mm. creme brulee, maybe, on the... Uh, on the nose, I'm getting like a little burnt sugar smell. All right. Now, the problem is I peeked at the the nosing notes, and now I can smell a little bit. Wait, wait. Don't say it. Okay. I'm, I'm, getting, say it. I'm getting almost like an orange Apple. liqueur. Okay. Anybody else get that? Like a little Grand Meunier in the background? I thought a sour apple, but. Oh, I mean. Oh, my God. It smells like sadness and despair. Do you get that? Oh, no. That's the Isaac Bowman. Never mind. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> it smells good. I don't think there's anything particularly challenging about the nose. It smells really good. Let's taste it. Hmm. While we're tasting it, what, what was their nose notes? Yeah, so the nose notes of vanilla, banana, and nuts, like a fresh baked loaf of banana bread. And when I smelled it really deep, I got a little bit hint of that hmm. with some cherry and tropical fruit yeah, also got, on I, the nose. Yeah, I got a little bit of a cherry. What is banana bread? Walnuts, mm. kind of a walnut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bananas, no, though. I, don't really smell I did that. not get, yeah. Hmm. It's not bad though. God, it's really it's tasty. Clean. Yeah. Yeah. I taste a lot of orange on it. Okay. The flavor explodes in the beginning, and then the finish is short, but not unpleasant. It just there's a little bit of a burn still in my throat from the 104 proof, but mm-hmm. I feel like it isn't one where the finish just extends, like let's say a Booker's or something, where it's just going to keep going and keep going. I think of it as a kind of a classic sipping bourbon, very clean, not overly flowery or anything. I think just because of the high proof, I'm probably on ice on a for globe. me. Yeah, yeah, you can put some a little bit of water yeah. in it first and then uh, oh, good idea. Yeah, try yeah. some more water because I think, yeah. Ed, maybe what's happening is the, the, the high proof of it is making it short for you. Like it, maybe. it maybe. tastes like it might be short because all the alcohol is dissipating and um, maybe. the flavors are going with it. So let's yeah. put a little bit of water yeah, on it. We have um, little stoppers of uh, water from the top of K2. Mm. Uh, we've climbed up there. and Well, Gabe did it for us. Gabe, sure, we, Gabe the whiskey sherpa. Yeah. We said Gabe. Sherpa. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> now it tastes a little spicier to me with mm-hmm. with yeah. the water on it. Where before it was a burst of sweetness, and which I couldn't really identify what the sweetness no, was. That's weird. It is spicier on the but tongue, but it's now spicier with a little bit of the water in and it. The finish seems a little longer, mm-hmm. right? It does. That's really interesting. So uh, on the palate, it says a thick mouthfeel, which I guess yes, we should great. we could all agree on that. Notes of cherries, banana, simple syrup, roasted marshmallows, cinnamon, and corn. Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, corn. <laughs> It's like with the marshmallow, I was smelling kind of like a burnt vanilla. I mean, I don't think they mean marshmallows like right out of the package. I think it's like over the campfire type of a thing. Is what I, it does say roasted marshmallows. Right. So yeah. right. So roasted marshmallows and creme brulee, I mean, a burnt sugar. Sure. It's, sure. They're all the same. That's a very similar thing. So I'm taking credit for that. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Uh, I actually like it both ways because it's a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't that. like it. I've heard <laughs> that <Scott>. um, <laughs> 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 so um sometimes i put water in it and i don't like it as much because i really like it things high proof and yeah. the, but with this one it's just a different drink almost yeah. it definitely changes the finish yeah, yeah yeah this is quite good i don't enjoy cast rents as much as you know scott, scott and yeah. jeff jeff yeah i like big fans pure kentucky xo which is 107 i'm sorry to even say it on the air because i don't want people to start buying it but it's like <laughs> that's 107 same as baker's yeah. and um it's good stuff i had the high redemption bourbon yeah, that was like, 105 okay and i really like that mm-hmm. and then bring it down with a globe a little globe down to like 95 and then you know i'm done yeah. by then right <laughs> just, i drank it yeah, you drink it, it fast. never gets past 90 so but oh. for, for, i think that sometimes when i start at 121 or something because i tend to drink with determination 
that I never get it. I never get it down past 105. To me, that's still too hot sometimes to enjoy the flavors that can open up. Sure, because it's blocking right. some of the flavor for right, you. Right. So I, I've really been enjoying this. I'd like it better for a five year at around 45 to 50. Right. A little 49.99. Yeah. yeah. But every now and then at 60, I would buy it. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm trying to compare it to the, like I said, the, ba- the back end is very spicy, very, uh, I don't want to say alcoholic, but you know, yeah, it has that right. has heaviness. It's, sure. But I'm comparing it like to, uh, one of my favorite is Noah's Mill. And mm-hmm. that's oh, yeah. very high octane. But in the back end, it's a little, you know, spicy going down. But this one seems to linger more. Though. Yeah, we have poured them on our globe. Rachel, you made a gesture. Did you not like it on the globe? Or? Oh, no. I, oh, you I, like it much I, better. I like it even. Okay. I mean, and I liked it every step of the way, but this is this Oh, you is my like favorite. it on the globe. Yeah. Okay. And now I feel like this rounds out the flavor a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. Much better now. Can yeah. I say kettle corn? Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You can say whatever you want. I, and I can, I, <laughs> and I can, def- well, uh, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Because guess, yeah, everybody corn. else just throws shit against the wall and sees if it sticks. So why shouldn't you? I mean, hey. we've heard some ridiculous tasting notes yeah. from people that I yeah. know that they looked at their friends and said, watch what I'm going to put down for this. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, they'll put peeps in there or something like that. It tastes like pink marshmallow peeps. And circus peanuts. You're, you, you can suck my circus whoa, peanut, brother. Whoa! Oh! Right, you, you just ruined circus wait, peanuts. Wait, wait, so. And I Ed, love circus Ed, peanuts. Ed, are you saying that it's orange and dimpled? Is that what you're saying? Okay. I'm not, I'm not a ginger, so no. <laughs> no offense to gingers, though. I mean, with the globe, it's colder, of course. Um, Honestly, like typically, I don't like it on the globe because it just waters it down too much. But there's nothing wrong with it on the globe. I prefer it with a little bit of water in it, actually. I'm getting, yeah, because the need is a little bit too high. Yeah, I'm getting a little herbaceousness on the finish. What does the finish say? Oh, yeah. So uh, on the finish, it says pleasantly long Mm -hmm. and full of almonds, orange, orange citrus, buttered popcorn. (gasps) Oh! And lingering cinnamon spice. Oh, nice. nice job, everyone. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Really good. And also, a long finish was just directly in my face. Like, right. Like, I said it was. a short finish. Yeah. It wasn't it? Well, we think it's a long finish. So, <laughs> why don't you stop acting like you know anything about our whiskey? These uh, tasting notes are from whiskeyconsensus.com. Mm. Just for people who are listening. Now, do you guys know what pin hook actually means? So I was curious because if you look on the bottle, um, there's a horse, horse, right? There might be a horseshoe. Horseshoe underneath. Right, horseshoe underneath. And I was like, what does pinhook have to do with horses? So I looked it up. Mm -hmm. The definition of pinhook is to buy a commodity cheaply, originally tobacco, but specifically today, a young racehorse with the expectation of selling it later for profit. So on the Pinhook website, it says successful Pinhooks, much like whiskey, are made on instinct, experience, and an appreciation of quality and a little luck. Which is why there's a horseshoe and a horse on the logo. These are actual horses. So this guy is Bourbon War. He's a five-year-old horse. He ran in the 2019 Preakness and Belmont Stakes. Nice. He had 13 starts, two wins, two places, and a show and career earnings of $234,000. Oh, my God. Scott, we have more career earnings than the horse, though. So. 234000 Well, I, Right. Well, not on the podcast. <laughs> no, not for, right. The podcast has not, not earned from as our much regular as, jobs. Right, yeah, from yeah. regular jobs. <laughs> if our podcast made as much as Bourbon War did, oh yeah, it would be a great world. I have to tell you, we could quit yeah. our regular jobs. We right. loved it because we were in Saratoga, and the fact that this had a horse on it, I think that's one they of the actually, right. They have yeah. a famous right. racetrack up there. Of course. Yeah. Somewhat, somewhat, yeah. somewhat, somewhat famous. Yeah, if you yeah. if you're in into race horsing, horse racing, not race horsing. What did I, did I say? Race horsing? You did. <laughs> There's race horses who go to horse races. Some of those that race horses often go to horse races. 
Okay. <laughs> That's it. You're cut off. You're horsest. <laughs> um, yeah, so these are real horses. Uh, McMahon Hill, which is a full-service bloodstock mm-hmm. agency, they call. They have mm-hmm. clients that are raised and bred their horses, blah, blah, blah. And they identify the horses that are featured on the bottles for them. Because, of course, this is Kentucky. And much like Saratoga, huge racehorsing fans. Oh, I mean, yeah, the Kentucky yeah. Derby, sure. I mean, they have a ton of other bourbons also, and they have uh, different mash bills. I don't know if we want to go through it, but the horse names are fun. They're all named after whiskey. So yeah. Bourbon Courage, Bourbon Eyes, Hashtag Bourbon, Bent on Bourbon, Urban Bourbon, <laughs> Bourbon Empire, Bourbon Resolution, Bourbon Country, Bohemian Bourbon, and Bourbon Heist. And they have Rise uh, also, a Bourbon and Rye, Rye Humor, <laughs> Ride On, Mm. Ride on. Like it. Tis rye time mm. and hard rye guy. Oh. Ooh, Ooh. that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, <laughs> showing. Uh. <laughs> showing is right because you're not winning. Maybe place or show. Mm. Well, I'm showing all right. Wow. So Scott, I'm, I'm yeah. curious that you like this because on paper this would be one you would not like. I do prefer rye. Mm-hmm. This does have a high rye content though. 20.5% rye is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And I do prefer it neat with a high proof. You're right though. This isn't one that I would seek out and go, oh, I, I must have this one. That's why it's cool about doing this podcast is you get exposed to things that you might otherwise not get for yourself. Yeah, this is a surprisingly yeah. good whiskey for five years old. And I think the initial batch that they brought in from MGP was probably very, very carefully selected. And you know how we feel about MGP. We feel like they are the closest things to magicians in the world today. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like if you go back and listen to our sourcing whiskeymentary, our three part, the, the middle one, I think is we, we talk about MGP. And we talk about it's a source of contention, but only if you're not really in the know. And it used to be like, oh, sourcing, you don't want to source anything. But today, almost everybody sources it, even legitimate companies who produce their own whiskey. They distill their own stuff. They source also. Yeah, because it gives them another wrinkle they can mix with their product to give them a whole new product line if they wanted. And the thing about MGP is they have a long history of making whiskey on that site. I mean, if you're a history guy, they were making whiskey at MGP site, what, in the middle of the 1800s? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they, they have rumors even into the late 1700s is when yeah. they first started making it. And that's really why that spot, because of the we talked about the water and the limestone that filters it. It's a unique area. Yeah, the water is really important. Important. I feel like that whole tangent, like Scott, like we're just going to cut that out. No, 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 no. <laughs> I feel like he's like when he nods, I'm like, okay, just let him finish and I'll just get this. I'll just get rid of this later. That's absolutely false. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So honestly, <clears throat> to finish up with this. Yeah. Final thoughts. This was really good. I actually had no expectations. I thought it would be nice to try it. I was hoping it would be a nice bourbon. If I was poured this a month from now, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll take that. Sure. Oh, yeah. put that I'd, Absolutely. I'd be happy as hell to have this. Yeah, Pinhook, if I saw it on the bar, I probably wouldn't even have given it a second glance. But now that I've had it, absolutely, I would order it out. Like in a couple years, too. Like if it's yeah. the seven year or the eight year. You know what? Let's try this yeah. now. Yeah. See what it tastes right. like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they got us hooked up. Years. They pinhooked us. But a is it? Because I feel like that's exactly what they did because you're right. Yeah, I mean, we do, don't to. we have to try it almost every year? Don't like Kind of. All right. So we'll meet here next year. Next year. Sure. Yeah. Next right. year. <laughs> so, so uh, Marty, you like it? You'd buy it again? I, I would definitely buy it again. You're going to buy I, one I, next year and come on the podcast? I, 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 there we are. <laughs> yeah. I like... I actually like to put it on the rocks and uh, how, how it did mellow out. I, yeah. I kind of like a, a bourbon that does that. It, it, yeah. You know, it's I like it strong in the beginning, but mm-hmm. then at, at the end, you know, I want it to mellow out and just get some flavor at the end. And it's so. right yeah. at the proof that you can definitely do that. 104 is a perfect place for 
for that, as Ed was saying earlier. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Rachel, what, what are your final thoughts? I know a lot of times, you know, especially after a long day, Marty and I would like to um, have a little snifter. Or bourbon, but it's, yeah. And if you put it on ice, it's nice that, you know, every sip is a little bit different as yeah. it waters and down it's not gonna, the night. And it's not going to water down too much. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean so, that's so you true, You can't right? chug it, but, uh, <laughs> but, you, but right. you don't want to. And that's part right. of relaxing and how exactly. you end your day, right? right. Coming back, putting right. your feet up, relaxing, trying to forget you have kids. I mean, all that's part of being, <laughs> uh, you know, working adults nowadays. I would say, so I saved a little bit neat, actually, with a little bit of water in it. I'm getting a real thick rye spice at the very end of it and oh, really? I'm, I'm enjoying it very much oh good yes so i think that's it yeah so uh, i'm pouring myself another splash <laughs> i don't want to be left out that's what the silence was i threw it to end to end it and then yeah, uh, well i was like, like wait hey, i end it well here's can- <laughs> So listen, if you get a chance to jump on board of the Pinhook Vertical Challenge that they have going on here, <laughs> we're at the five-year, and they're going to ride it all the way up to... Uh, nine years total. Right. So yeah. for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, go get yourself a bottle and join the fun. I'm Ed. And I'm Scott. I'm Marty. I'm Rachel. Until next time, cheers, everybody. All right. Later. Later.